Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. I'm Liam, the daughter. I'm Laura, I'm the mom. Hey, happy September. Do you remember? Da, 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 September. That's all I know. <laughs> um, if you hear October crying in the background, pay no mind. Pay no mind. We are now in a smaller space. <laughs> yes. I don't think she's crying though. I, she's like chatting up a storm. You know what? She has found her voice. She has. And she is loving it. She's she loving is. hearing she's herself gabble away. She's it all the time. Uh, so, hey, hey. As, as promised, <laughs> I showed up today with a haircut disaster story. Uh, there have been so many over the years. At this point, like we need. We need an album of yeah. failed hairstyles. Oh my gosh, we really do. My God. We it, could write a book. It would be a bestseller. <laughs> Dude, this one's pretty what bad. Not to do. This one's pretty bad, and I'm still a little salty. But again, what? why do you choose what to go do? do something like so, two days before? We as we've learned about to- Lee, when there's chaos happening, I do like to sprinkle in my own little personal chaos as well. I'm like, now seems like a really good time to like go make get a, a change. Let's get a piercing. Let's get a tattoo. Let's make some bad decisions. You know what I mean? It makes me feel like I'm at least in control of, of some of the chaos. You know what I mean? I like to ride the wave. Add my own zest, you do if it you so will. Well. Uh, yeah, I typically uh, make a haircut decision <laughs> when shit's going bad. But this time, this one's not my fault. No, this is the thing. Like, I'm still a little salty. I might <laughs> as, cry as you should be. <laughs> let me set the stage, please. Okay, do. Let, let me give you the tone. <laughs> All right. As we know, I had a baby. Yes, it's coming up on a year. It is. I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. One of the massive postpartum symptoms I have been experiencing in the last few months, which I feel like it hit me later than mm-hmm. it usually hits okay. people, uh, is hair loss. I have been losing like massive chunks of hair. I'm okay. Everyone, let's take a moment. Postpartum <laughs> slash stress. Yeah, yeah. Slash like a combo of other things. Yes. I have been losing so much hair. And oh my I have gosh. like really, I have like thick hair. It's, it's like a Yeti wavy. in the shower after you get it's out. It's pretty bad. And you know, we've stated before, I do like to create shower hair. Art. art. <laughs> I call them art. <laughs> they are my masterpieces. And she puts them on display. And I've been really given a good palette to work with these last few weeks because I've just been losing so much yeah. hair. So again, I'm like, let me take control of this. I think this is why you will uh, see a lot of quote unquote mom cuts yeah. after people give mom birth cut. because it's like, what else do you do? Are you buying a station wagon? You know what? Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Faux paneling. You know what? Why the fuck not? Let's just go all out. But I, I think that's why a lot of people end up cutting yeah. their hair because it's just like, hey, I'm losing a lot of yeah, it. I right. don't have the time. Let's let's try a bob. Yeah, let's okay. do it. Enter yeah. the mom bob. The mom bob. TM. TM. So 
someone had gifted me a gift card. And this is why this is not my fault. That's right. And it was for a really nice salon. It was, yes. Historically, we do not go to nice salons. So when I get a bad haircut, that is my own fault. Okay, (laughs) I know what I'm paying for. And I, I do pay the price, you know. But this time? But this time. Swanky. This was like posh. It was posh. They gave me tea. When I came in, I like could put my feet up. Wow. There was music. There was like lighting. The the lights were set. Yeah. There was like incense burning. I really felt like I had entered, you know, like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. Pamper zone. And that's my first. I'm not supposed (laughs) to be. (laughs) I don't belong here. I'm in sweatpants, (laughs) you know. So I decided to use this gift card yeah. for a haircut. It was yeah. like a spa too. You could, you right, know what? Right, right. I had my choice, but I was like, hey, you know what? I'm losing all of this hair. I got to get a haircut. Yeah. Let's just use this gift card at Let's this really nice salon that yeah. has really nice reviews, damn it. Right. Well, I walk in, <laughs> long story short, the first look this woman gave me, I should have been out of there because you know when you could tell that someone like- Is not jiving with you. Is judging you <laughs> immediately. She looked me up and down like, what the fuck are you doing? here what are you <laughs> what in the hell are you yeah exactly i literally look like an alien in the town this was into so that was not helping matters right. they're like you have a tattoo you must be the devil <laughs> <laughs> so immediately i should have just been like but you know hit the musky dusky it was a stressful time i was like we're just gonna go with it yeah she was like super mean to me. She was like, I booked a cut and color. And she's like, well, I only have time for a cut. And I was like, well, whose fucking problem is that? Like, <laughs> that I sounds, booked, like, a you that problem. sounds like a you problem. <laughs> I booked a cut and color and I was being that, you know how I yes. get, I'm nice as pie. Yeah. Whenever I feel like I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I inconvenienced you. Even yeah. though what the fuck she told me she had been cutting hair for 30 years Uh-oh. i asked i was like how long have you been doing this because i could she tell only, she only had a handful of tools in the toolbox apparently yeah long story short i asked for just a pretty simple haircut in my mind just a bob cut it short give me a little bang you know yeah. nothing, the bangs yeah. are banging uh i walk out of there i walk out of there <laughs> hair color was cute I will say it was like red, orange, fine. Love it. Color, fire. It's already washed out, but we'll ignore that. We'll ignore that. The cut, first of all, it's lopsided. It is 100% lopsided. (laughs) (laughs) And I did not ask for an inverted bob. Okay. I did not. But an inverted bob is what you got. Some some sort of (laughs) inversion to the bob. Oh my gosh. Uh, The left side is like at least an inch longer than the right side. Literally. So you have to cock your head when you're- I have to cock my head. I have to curl the one side a little bit more. I got to give it a little more, you know, to make it not look insane. Uh And then there is a chunk of hair on that left side. She really was like, let's go crazy with this left side. (laughs) Let's create art here. You know? <laughs> there is a chunk of hair that I have that is shorter than my bang. So it's like my bang, the bob, and then just this random chunk of hair that's like real short. Yeah. And so I can't leave it down. You are my witness. I can't leave it down because my hair is like curly wavy and this short layer, this short chunk. I don't need Laura, what's it doing? I don't know. I just started calling you Pebbles from Pebbles and Bam Bam. Yeah, because from the Flintstones. So, so what I've had to resort to is I have to pull half of my hair up and put it in like a nubbin <laughs> at the top of my head. And Laura and Jake have just been going to town on me. They're calling me all sorts of names, all sorts of pop culture references. Pebbles does seem to be the favorite. 
but I don't know what else to do, Laura. I don't know what else to do. I got this haircut to hopefully be easier. Yeah. And now I'm like, well, here's the thing. Why am I paying you? Yes, I had a gift card, but yes. why are you charging? $200. Over two, I paid over $200 for this. Yeah. And why do I have to DIY a haircut to fix what you've done after right. I get home? But guess what? Now it's so short that the only way to, no. to do it yourself. Y'all, y'all, I've entered a danger zone oh because gosh. you guys You're know. Buzz cut. You guys know I'm going to pick up a pair of scissors and try to fix this myself. We all know where this is going. <laughs> Nothing compares. Mercury is in retrograde and typically this is when I pick up a pair of scissors. So I'm really in trouble. I'm really in trouble. Here's where we will say again, anyone in the Pittsburgh area willing to take a crack at this? You know what? Do you need something for your portfolio? Do you need to show that you can solve problems? Because boy, do I have the hair for you. Like what the fuck, Laura? I don't know. I just don't know. I haven't had a haircut. I don't even well, remember. Scared. I, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Every time I go, it's a hot mess. It's literally a hot mess. So uh, I will welcome myself to the Haircut Disaster Hall of Fame here at there Uncle Bob's. Because this one might take the cake. Yet because again. it is really something. It's like a Picasso painting. <laughs> There's just stuff going everywhere. Cubism. <laughs> it is because that, ch- that random chunk is just like, if I pu- pull my hair back, you're just seeing this random chunk stick up. Like, I just, what the fuck? I just wanted to feel pretty, you know? I did. I know. This is why I'm and so like, little it's salty. It's so disappointing. It's so disappointing. You know? And I just like stop charging those prices if you're not gonna. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like it had to intentionally. So you told me. You told me of a theory. Yeah, this is going to sound really mean, but I have a theory that like certain hairstylists only know how to cut three styles of hair. Yeah. And no matter what you ask, <laughs> what for, you ask for when you sit you're down, getting one of those you're three. getting one of those three. Uh-huh. Whether it fits your hair type, style, your face, what you yeah. asked for. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. She asked me for pictures too. She like barked at me. She's like, well, do you have photos of what you want? And I was like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. So in general, she was just rude. She, deserves, she, was this so rude. Yeah. she deserves this roast. You got, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. we've been doing this for three years and we've like, you know, I normally don't roast specific people yeah, <laughs> in real right. life this hard. I say in real life because I roast <laughs> characters. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I roast everyone. <laughs> Even On yourself. Thought, yeah, I roast myself every day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this person. Oh, yeah, yeah. You should maybe not be cutting hair. You were really mean to me. Well, that's really sad. <laughs> like when you try to create an ambiance of like rest and relaxation and welcoming yeah, people in yeah. and then the person is not welcoming. Right. It yeah. just, you know, because, ruins the whole vibe. Yeah. From the outside looking in should have been a good experience. Oh, yeah. should have been. And you know what? They always get you too because they style it kind of cute when you leave. And so you're not questioning it immediately. You're like, okay, yeah, this yeah. Like, looks good. And then you get home and you're like, no, what wait a minute. What's happening here? <laughs> What's happening here? Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. And I, just, I think just the, um, you know, experience of being pampered. You're like, yeah. oh, that was great. You right. know what I mean? Someone took care of Someone me for took two care seconds. Of me. <laughs> Joke's on me. They did not. They did you so fucking dirty, girl. They did you dirty. I might just be going pixie cut at this point. Honestly, oh my gosh. like, I'm just like, I'm sick of it. I've had enough. And you know what? At this point, we may need to start from scratch. You know, at this saying? point, we're going to start calling you Sinead. <laughs> oh, rest in peace. <laughs> We never talked about that. All right, peace. Peace. I was actually really sad about that. Okay, that's my haircut disaster. There you go. I'm doing okay. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell I'm definitely still a little salty. You know what's really good though? What your hair grows super fast. It does. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Lopsided and all. All right. 
mean, hey, you can rate us on Spotify and Apple. Please do. Hey, five stars, please. Five. We could really use those five stars. We sure it could. lets people know that we're worth listening to. <laughs> That's right. Hell yeah. Uh, you could also check out our Patreon. Please do. There's lots of fun things going on oh over there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Exciting. Exciting things. Uh, and is that the end of the spiel? Uh, is it the end of your spiel? Yeah. Jake will be back at some point to give you a threat <laughs> if you don't do the things I just mentioned. But you know. I think people have given up on that. We we've, we've keep telling them that. Dude, we try every week to get Jake in this room. October says no. October is just, she loves to be held and play. She likes mm-hmm. to play. You know, she wants you obviously engaged. Full and so, attention. Absolutely. And hey, she's more important. That's right. Than everyone. Fuck all of you. No, I'm just <laughs> Am I salty today? Are you salty? I don't know. <laughs> you may be getting spicy <laughs> late. I didn't know before I sat down. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm feeling. But that's what I'm feeling. That's, that's what you're slapping me that's with. That's what I'm slapping me with. For sure. All right. Hey, I have a fun topic today, though. Do you? Yeah, oh, this I'm so was excited. one that someone suggested okay. uh, in an email that was sent to us. And I had, like, heard of this one. Uh-huh. And I had seen it uh, reimagined many okay. times in pop culture. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe it's time we talk about this. I want to talk about the monkey's paw. Ooh. Ooh. It is September. Which it means is. it is officially spooky time season. Time to get fucking spooky. Nice. All right, so fucking strap in. Let's do it. To the spooky coaster. All right. Oh, I'm so excited. Am I going to have mom jokes today? Is it because I talked about the mom bob? You got the mom hairdo? I feel like I'm I'm channeling my inner my inner mom. Your inner mom. But like the stereotypical, like annoying mom. <laughs> so you get some mom jokes. It's what coming from there. Station wagon, faux paneling. Yeah, why'd you have to do that? Now you painted a picture and I'm just I'm just playing the part. All right. If, but you can't do the bouffant. You know what? <laughs> I can't do anything except the pebbles do. Okay. If you don't know, The Monkey's Paw is a short horror story that was first published in September of 1902. So I thought that was fitting. 1902. We're going way back. Way back. back. This is considered to be a classic horror tale, and it has been adapted and reimagined countless times in pop culture history. We'll get to that later. Um, At its core, this cautionary tale is offering up a simple warning to the reader. Be careful what you wish for. Mm. (gasps) All right, let's start with a little background. You wished for a good hairstyle. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) And again, boy, did I learn. I will never wish for it again. Thank you. (laughs) Lessons already learned. All right. The Monkey's Paw was written by English writer W.W. Jacobs. W.W. Okay, William Wymark <laughs> Jacobs was born September 8th. Oh my gosh. Also fitting wow. in 1863, London, England. Uh, so that makes him a Virgo son. Nice. Happy early birthday, pal. Uh, WW, I'm just going to keep calling it WW. WW. Why do I want to say that? Walt Whitman. W. I'm Southern Draw. The Whitman Sampler. Okay. <laughs> All right, W.W. had his first short stories published in 1885 and mm-hmm. saw some success in the following years, although it seemed to be like a slow start. Uh, he seemed to really be into the sea and marine life. Ah. Okay, hey, hey. As, as are we. Uh, we are as well. <laughs> we do love <laughs> marine life. We do. Um, a lot of his work centered on this theme, so like boats, sailors. Mermaids. Aquatics. I don't know. Starfish. What do you do? I don't know. <laughs> Seahorses. Are those real? Land ho. <laughs> I'm back with my aquatic terms. Uh, but he also dabbled in the macabre. 
Oh, okay, the boy loved a ghost favorite. story. He loved Love a ghost it. story. Uh, he solidified his place in the spooky genre in 1902 when The Monkey's Paw was published with a collection of other short stories. Ooh. And to this day, he is known mainly for The this, Monkey's Paw. Like the this is paw. his claim to fame. Nice. Uh, most of his works did include humorous elements. So he wasn't like super serious or super ominous. Even right. with the ghost stories, right. there was always like a little like tongue in cheek. Ha ha. Uh, uh, his work can also be described as Dickensian. Did what I say that, that right? Dick, Dickensian. Dick, I, I don't know. Dickensian. <laughs> oh, like Charles, Charles Dickens. Dickens. Is it Dicken, Dickensian? You know what? No, Din, Dick, I don't know. How do you say that, Laura? Help. I would just say Dickens-like. <laughs> Dickens-esque. <laughs> Dickens-esque. Similar to Dickens. <laughs> Watch I love me. Charles Watch, Dickens. I was probably saying it right. You probably you were. always just burst my fucking yeah, bubble. I no, do. There are many people out there it's shaking their head saying no. no. You were <laughs> saying that right. <laughs> I don't really know what that means, but I think it means like it's similar to- In the style of Charles yeah. Dickens. Mm, and I I'm love not, some uh, Charles Dickens. I know you do. Mm. I'm not really- f- like that's not really my thing oh my gosh uh while ww is remembered mainly as a short story writer he also took a crack at some novels and some theater work uh, which seemed to mostly be stage adaptations of his own stories (laughs) (laughs) why not i want to see these come to life i mean if you can't ride for yourself no one else is going to say it every time (laughs) tm uh he died on september 1st which is when this episode is dropping a lot of like synchronicities a lot of septembers yeah uh 1943 also in london at the age of 79 wow Uh, in his obituary (laughs) no that's something else (laughs) in his obituary Remember, he is a Virgo. Yeah. Okay, he was described as quiet, gentle, and modest. Okay, love that. Such a Virgoian quality. I think that's what they'll also say about me. I when think my tongue so. comes I think quiet, so. gentle, and modest to my core. Okay. Not. So here is your rundown. Okay. I'm going to give you a rundown of the story. Give it okay, to me. this is a three part story that takes place in early 1900s England. So okay. I need you all to get there. Here I'm is- already there. You're always there. That's the time period Laura likes to frequent, you know? (laughs) Here's an important note about Mm -hmm. this story. Okay. In 1902, India was still part of the British Empire. Right. So you will find and notice some stereotypical representations of people from India and their traditions in this story. Okay. Like, it's spooky. It's bad. Okay. Please be mindful of that. Yes. Uh, I will link... Some articles with detailed info. Got it. All right. Are you ready for part one? Yes. Okay. It's a dark and stormy night. Ooh, Ooh, I'm already, I'm already spookified. Spookified. (laughs) TM. I love to get spookified. Get spookified with lore. A new segment coming soon. I do not have the, like a storytelling voice. No. No, because you know, I'm going to fuck it up. You know, I'm going to try to get serious and I'm going to fuck it up. I have all the confidence in you. Thank you. Okay. Right. Okay. It's a dark and stormy okay. night. Ooh, and we're Bo Burnham hands. Villa, the cozy home of the white Did family. Did you say Bo Burnham Villa? Yes. <laughs> what is it? In Bo Burnham's Villa, also known as Inside. <laughs> I said Low Burnham. Low Burnham? Why are you? Co- you know what? I told you I'd already fuck it up. I probably already mispronounced it. It's in a cozy home that belongs to the White family. Okay. Sitting around a roaring fire are old man, Mr. White, Mrs. White, and their son, Herbert. Herbie. Herbert. Uh, As they play chess and chat. He's eating some Sherbert. (laughs) Do you think Sherbert was around in the 1900s? I can't answer that. Damn, it's a shame if it wasn't, you know? Really? I don't like a Sherbert. Okay. (laughs) 
sweet. Okay. <laughs> Laura Schirmer review. <laughs> Out of nowhere. <laughs> okay, they're playing chess and chatting. No Sherbert was involved. <laughs> okay. There's a knock at the door, and uh-huh. in comes big and beady-eyed Sergeant Major Morris, a friend of the family. Uh-huh. Okay, they all start throwing back some whiskey when Morris decides to entertain the trio with stories from his adventures in India while serving in the British Army. Mm. Okay, after enough liquid encouragement from Mr. White, Morris produces a small shriveled object from his pocket and tells the family a strange tale about an enchanted monkey's paw. There it is. I'm going to have some quotes here. Okay. Okay. It had a spell put on it by an old fakir. I don't know how to say that word. F-A-K-I-R. Okay. Okay. Said the, I think it is. <laughs> so I'm probably quick. wrong as well. Uh, said the sergeant major, a very holy man. Uh, he wanted to show that fate ruled people's lives and that those who interfered with it did so their sorrow. Mm. He put a spell on it so that three separate men could each have three wishes from it. So at this point, Morris tries to throw the paw in the fire. He's like, this is no good. But Mr. White scoops it up and keeps it for himself. Despite protests from the soldier. Tisk tisk. He's warning you. <laughs> After Morris leaves, Mr. White jokingly wishes for 200 pounds. That's so us. Of course. You know what? While it's here, <laughs> I'll, I'll test this I'll just sucker take out. Some, I'll just take some money. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the paw twists in his hand and a crash booms Uh-oh. from the piano, but no money appears. Oh, He's bummer. like, well, damn. I thought that, that was well, anticlimactic. This where's, doesn't work. Where's my cash? <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to part two. Yeah. Where our story takes a turn for the worse. Oh, no. (laughs) For the worse. I'm there with you. The next morning, the family is sitting around the breakfast table laughing at how easily they were taken in by this story Mm -hmm. the night before. And Herbert... (laughs) <laughs> heads off to work. Herbert. <laughs> Herbert. Later that day, mom and dad receive a visit from a sharp-dressed stranger. Sharp-dressed man. ZZ <laughs> That's a ZZ Top <laughs> cover song. Sharp-dressed stranger. From Ma and Megan's, the company that their son works for. Oh. Okay, the man, visibly uncomfortable, sits in silence before working up the courage to speak. Do you see where this is oh, going, no. Laura? Herbert met a nasty demise. He did. In oh. a low and quiet voice, he informs the whites that Herbert has died in an industrial accident. He drowned in a vat of Sherbert. <laughs> <laughs> he worked at the Sherbert factory. This is really, really my lesson is about the invention of Sherbert, which apparently happened in 1900s England. <laughs> Watch that be like accurate. <laughs> It's probably like National Sherbert Day or something. <laughs> we always do that. Sherbert September. TM. Okay. Hey, spawns. Let's get a sponsorship from, from a Sherbert company. Okay, so he died. Rest in peace, pal. Bye-bye, Herbert. Okay, this man emphasizes the company's lack of liability, but does offer them 200 pounds Whoa. as compensation. Mm. So he got his money. Yeah. Uh, okay, Mrs. White screams and Mr. White collapses to the floor. Ah. Oh Part three. Gosh. Break out the whiskey. (laughs) Yeah, right. We're in part three. Okay. In the following days after Herbert was laid to rest, the couple sat together in horrible silence while the reality of their tragedy festered. Okay, so it's Mm -hmm. building. It's building. Late one night, overwhelmed by her grief, Mrs. White starts in on her husband because she wants him to use the monkey's paw, hello, to resurrect her dead son. She's like, again, while it's here, maybe we could just try. There you go. And despite Mr. White's skepticism and his fears over the condition of Herbert's body, 
because mm-hmm. again, it was an industrial accident. Right, right. He relents saying, I wish my son alive again. The paw falls to the floor, but again, nothing happens. Right. It likes to build some anticipation. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Dramatics. Yes. But just then there's a quiet knock at the front door. Oh no. Then another, then another, and it starts growing louder and louder. Uh-oh. And I think it was described as, it sounds like a body is being like thrown against the door. Uh-oh. Okay. It's a pet cemetery. That's interesting you say that. Okay. I'll talk about that in a minute. All right. Mrs. White is convinced it's Herbert and screams at her husband as he holds her back from opening the door. Here's some more quotes. For God's sake, don't let it in, cried the old man, trembling. You're afraid of your own son, she cried, struggling. Let me go. I'm coming, Herbert. (laughs) 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 Your favorite treat. Your favorite treat. (laughs) The knocks are pounding louder and louder as Mrs. White breaks away from her husband. Uh Uh-huh. At the exact moment she forces the door open, Mr. White grabs the monkey's paw from the floor and desperately makes his final wish. Now, in most versions, Uh so I listened to some like audio Mm -hmm. readings of it. I read some versions of it. Most versions don't tell you what his wish was. Okay. But I did find one that did, and I'm going to give it to you just so you're not, you know, confused. I wish him dead. I wish him dead and at peace. Okay. Okay. All right. So his wife lets out a cry of grief and Mr. White runs to find her in the doorway. Okay. Looking Uh, through the opening, all they see is moonlight and emptiness. uh, So he. This is very familiar. Yes. Mm -hmm. Curtain. The end. Okay. How do we feel? That's It's spooky. Wow. It's very spooky. Very cute. Especially for that time period. Right. Yeah. If you like go to YouTube and type in, you know, mm-hmm. the monkey's paw reading, it's just like a 20 minute little audio yeah. thing. And really like for this September, October ooh. vibe, ooh, it was like kicking p- in the spooky like vibes. Yeah. Like yeah. it was having me feel a little spooky. Or Dickens-esque. D- Dickensian. <laughs> D- Dickinson. No, I still don't know. <laughs> One of the two. Anyway. All right. So in pop culture, yeah. let's talk about the monkey's paw in pop culture because okay. I said it had, be, had been reimagined yes. and referenced so many times. So many and times. I really cannot stress enough because yeah. like you said, oh, this sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. You have seen a version yeah. of this story of somewhere. Course. All right. So let's name a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been many stage adaptations over the years. Oh, many wow. plays. I'm not even going to name them all because okay. there are so Tons. many. There were films in at least 1915, 1923, 1933, 1948, and 2013. Wow. And I don't even think I listed all the years. Jeez. People, and they're all called the monkey's paw. They're all called the monkey's <laughs> paw. Are, yes. Wow. Um, it has been referenced and parodied in countless TV shows, countless, yes. including The Alfred Hitchcock Hour, Orson Welles' Great Mysteries, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I yeah, think it's that's mentioned. The one that, yeah, yeah, I think when they try to resurrect Joyce. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. comes into play. Um, the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Are You Afraid of the Dark has an episode about mm-hmm. this. Adventure Time. Yeah. Uh, the Monkeys. Yeah. Lore. The Monkeys. The Monkeys. Really? Yeah. The show, it said that the band was like gifted a monkey's paw that was supposed to like bring them to start. Oh or something gosh. and of course the x-files oh. so again you're seeing this yeah, yeah. what about creep show i'm getting there lord oh, damn it my personal favorite is the 2019 creep show episode entitled night of the paw 
Night of the Paw. Paw. I really liked this one. Yeah. So if you don't know, Creepshow like came back. Mm -hmm. Uh, Greg Nicotero is at the helm of it. Pittsburgh native. Pittsburgh native. Um, And their little vignettes. And yeah, yeah, they do one about this monkey's paw. And this is why I I saw this episode and I was like, ooh, I want to talk about like where this came from. Where this mythology came from. Oh, Uh, it was a story. Great. Countless radio and audio adaptations and readings, like I said. So radio shows, YouTube, podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stephen King's Pet Cemetery is often considered to be a reimagining oh, of this tale. Interesting. And you picked up on that right away. I was kind of, I didn't know that. Really? I did not. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I thought. Wow, that kind of sounds like Pet Cemetery. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and there's an adaptation in 1972's horror anthology film Tales from the Crypt. Ah. And I probably didn't even hit all of the mm-hmm. the reimaginings. I mean, so many. Yeah, especially now that I pointed this out. Yeah. This is one of those things like you're going to be watching a show and be like, I was going to oh say, God, I wonder how many people like have it in their conscious mind like yeah well even me I was like looking for where it was referenced and I was like oh yeah oh yeah like it just is one that because when you first said it I was like oh I've never heard of this before but then as you're talking yes we have I'm putting pieces together so isn't that fun that's so exciting so that's the monkey's paw I do have a little bit of a lesson for you I'm gonna talk about talismans For a minute, because it dawned on me that we like really, really have it. We yeah. mentioned them, but this is going to be Talisman's 101 because it led me kind of down a little bit of a confusing path. Okay. okay so right. a talisman is defined as an object ascribed with religious or magical powers intended to protect, heal, or harm individuals for whom they are made. Uh-oh. Okay. They are often portable objects carried with someone in a variety of ways, but can also be more permanent like an architect. Like you can build a talisman into into architecture. architecture. Fascinating. Talismans are similar to amulets. And this is where my confusion started to get. Okay. So some people use the words interchangeably. Right. A talisman is an amulet. Right. But vice versa. From what I can gather, there is a little bit of a difference. Amulets are typically worn. Okay. So Mm -hmm. think like a necklace or jewelry and are thought to repel energy. So banishing, shielding, protecting. Protecting. They typically bring good luck, protection, et cetera, and banish what is not wanted. So it's generally more like positive. Okay. Whereas talismans are more about enhancing and amplifying energy. Any kind of energy. Okay. So it can be positive or negative. Remember I said it could be used to harm. Right. So that's why the monkey's paw is a really good example because whoever it's given to, I mean, it it can be used positive or negative, but it tends to be a little more negative. Like that's definitely uh, the fable of of be careful what you wish for. Exactly. Because it never, you know, you never know the way you think it will. You might end up with an asymmetrical bob. Or somebody drowned in a vat of sherbet. I mean, you, know hey, what? you, you never, never know. know. You never know. It all depends on the intent of the user or the person who created the talisman. Yeah. So does that make sense where, how those are a little different? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But this is where like when I was trying to get to like the history amulets and talismans like I, it was hard for me to like yeah and there are so many movies with amulets. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to just stick to talismans a little here. Okay. They are essentially two sides of the same coin. Both do operate under the belief that objects can transfer energy to humans via contact. Okay. Okay. So talismans really can be any object. Okay. Plants, stones, parts of an animal, like the monkey's paw, mm-hmm. figurines, uh, text, it said, like even grimoires can sometimes oh, be considered. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, medallions. 
funky gold, funky gold, gold ones. <laughs> funky gold medallions. The Bee Gees Bear, Bear Gibb, that's what they he's wearing. He owns them all. The Barry Gibb talisman. <laughs> that's the one I'm after. <laughs> that holds all the power. <laughs> uh, for convenience sake, a lot of talismans and amulets are made to be worn. Uh-huh. So jewelry, right. you know, yeah. you'll typically see intentional symbols, colors, inscriptions, etc., included okay. for more power. Gotcha. More often than not, symbols do seem to play a big role here. Um, astrological symbols kept coming up, yeah, um, like snakes and serpents. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep, like there's always some. Think about the movies. Oh where yeah, you have an amulet or a yes. talisman. There's always symbols, of course. Um, anything that was thought to help attract and harness the intended. Mm. And energy or power. Right. Okay. Um, talismans have been used all throughout history, all over the world, and they have been connected to spiritual, religious, scientific, and magical practices. All right. Many examples can be found, of course, from early Egyptians, our Uh, favorites. They were super fond of a talisman (laughs) and an amulet. Love it. They is, there one well. in the, is there one in the mummy movie? I feel I like maybe. So. Uh, pottery that was believed to harness the sun's power. Mm-hmm. Love that for long life and rebirth. Figurines made from various stones. A lot of carnelian, nice. obsidian, and jasper. Nice. And the ladder symbolism seemed to be prominent. So there were like mini ladder talismans that were thought to help you ascend to heaven. Oh, neat. Okay. Neat. Okay. Yeah. And many cultures throughout history, you'll also see mentions of like soldiers and warriors bringing talismans into battle. I know we've talked mm-hmm. about this before. Yeah. So often these were made from animals because it was believed you'd gain some of that animal's power. Right. So claw, tooth, you know, yeah. tough shit. Some sort of bone. A rabbit's foot would be considered a talisman. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky Daryl Dixon's foot. ear necklace. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that was just a tchotchke. Yeah, being right. weird. No. Uh, most cultures also have religious or spiritual talismans. So think about like the little Jesus and Mary statues, mm-hmm. um, the Egyptian Ankh, the evil eye, yes. uh, Ganesh, the Hamza hands. Yeah. You see, all of those. Yes. But this is where it started to go Veer. into like symbolism and amulet. So that's where I'm going to leave that. Okay. But if you pay attention to ancient and older architecture, especially spiritual buildings, you'll notice these symbols, inscriptions uh, and stuff carved into, the, into the building or built into the structure. Oh, that's cool. So it's making the building like a talisman. Wow. That's a lot of juice. That's some heavy duty. <laughs> that's <laughs> try, a lot of juice. Try to take this bitch. Yeah. But you, and you kind of see that in I've, uh, the Ghostbusters comes to mind. Yeah. 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 I was going to say you could look at a church. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, in modern times, a talisman could appear as, again, literally anything that you, as the magical practitioner, have assigned power to. Wow. Okay? It could be specific crystals and objects on your altar mm-hmm. that maybe you're, you know, engraving yeah. symbols in. Right. Um, the lucky shirt that you wear for sporting events, mm-hmm. like little things like mm-hmm. that. It doesn't have to always be. Yeah even though it typically is uh, yeah, um, a specific charm or a piece of jewelry that you wear for a specific purpose. Yeah. Luck. Okay. You know, yes. Luck Lord. Longevity. <laughs> I don't have any of that. I like Maybe it. I need to get, you something. need to get, get yourself a talisman. Uh, some talismans you may be familiar with in pop culture. One ring to rule them all. Lord of the Rings. I thought that was a really good example because you had the ones that were made for good. And the ones that were made for bad. Interesting. Um, Merlin's talisman from Halloween Town. My personal favorite. Lord. Give me the talisman. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Never. 
Peggy. I love Halloween Town so much. <laughs> that was a reenactment. You're that. welcome. You're so welcome. I'm already getting pangs. I of know you are. It's coming, Laura. Dread. It's coming. <laughs> uh, the Hand of Glory. Yes. I talked about that in mm-hmm. the Idle Hands episode. Mm-hmm. I really liked that, but yeah. it's like a preserved, mm-hmm. mummified hand. Yeah, I think that popped up in the Wicker Man when the I did hand it. Of glory. Yeah. It, that's one you'll also notice yeah. like that is mentioned in a yeah. lot of pop culture. Um, Excalibur mm. could be considered a talisman. The sword. Uh, and there's a bunch of stuff in Harry Potter. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm I know sure. I had yeah. like, I guess you could consider the Elder Wand. Um, mm. There's like at one point Malfoy gives someone a necklace. I, okay. There's g- lots. There's lots. Lots of stuff. Lots. Okay. Um, and then I do want to like do amulets. Oh, that'll be fun. Specifically yeah. amulets in another point. I think those probably pop up more or they're more recognizable. They're more, maybe. Yes. And because they're so interchangeable, like people mm-hmm. use the words. Yeah. yeah interchangeable. But, uh, that's Talisman's 101. Ooh, I love that. That was really interesting. That right? was fascinating. I love that little story. I like that little story that's too. Good, good one to tell around the old campfire. You know what? Yeah. Grab some sherbet, sit around the campfire and <laughs> read the monkey's paw. I really, if you like horror and it's not like, you know, it's old time spooky. It does have that like grab a lantern and yes, but sometimes those are spooky, like spooky or spooky. Yeah. I was listening to the audio book at night and there were a few times where I was like, Ooh, I'm like, I'm a little creeped out, but that's a good thing. Yeah. Be careful what you pick up at the antique store kids. It could be a talisman. (laughs) Yeah, it probably is. (laughs) It probably is. If you look at something and go, "Mm." I would maybe leave it. <laughs> All right. That's what I got. All right. That means I'm up. You're up to bat, girl. All right, cool. So this one has been requested specifically for me. So many times. So many times. And we thought because of the SAG after strike, we could dive into some foreign films. Love that. Absolutely. I'm so excited. I have not seen this movie. So I was really excited that people um, wanted me to do it. Do you see why they wanted- I do. Oh, cute. oh okay. my gosh. All right. So 19. 19- 1989's Kiki's Delivery Service. It, I haven't seen it. I yeah. haven't seen this one, but it looks so cute. Yes, it is so cute. It's a <laughs> Japanese animated fantasy film. Okay. Now, I will say that uh, a few years later, Disney produced an English dub, which right. was in 1997. Okay. I watched the Japanese version. Oh, yeah, Lord. Yes, and I loved it. Produced, directed, and written by Hayao Miyazaki. We love his work. Yes. Love his work. People You've request done- his work a lot. And we I don't know if they missed some episodes, but I've talked about a few of his movies yeah. if you go back in our yeah, catalog. You yeah. have. And they're all so stunningly beautiful. Stunning is yes. the perfect word. Yep. Um, it was adapted from a 1985 novel oh, of cute. the same name by Iko Kadono. Cute. I don't think I knew that it was based on a book. Yes. And it was animated by Studio Ghibli. Yeah. $6.9 million budget. Okay. Okay. Forty one point eight at the box office. Okay, whoa! What's the opposite whoa. of a clinker? A star. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lee. You're welcome. Oh my gosh, I love that. You're welcome. Um, here's your cast. Now, I will. Gonna, I'm going to say that I this was this was a toughie. I've got a lot of names in here. We're bad at pronouncing names, so I need um, Duolingo for this episode. We really do. Okay, pr- <laughs> <laughs> please be patient with Mama Laura. Please. All right. So Kiki mm-hmm. is Minami. Takayama. Okay. All right. Gigi is Rei Sakuma. Kiki and Gigi K. Oh, no. Osono is Kiko Toda. Okay. Ursula is Minami Takayama. Okay. Tom. 
combo is Kapai Yamaguchi. Okay. Kiki's mother is Miko Nobasawa. Okay. And Kiki's father is Koichi Yamadira. Nailed it. All, All right. right. I'm sure I said most of those wrong. I gave it the old college go. A lot of cute character names in there. Oh my gosh. I love uh, You're going to hear me say the word cute about a thousand times because so I cute. just feel like it looks so cute. I know. All right. Here's your plot. Okay. The movie opens to Kiki laying in the grass, listening to the radio with the water lapping and nature abounding. The color palette and the nature scenery in this is so beautiful. Yeah. Just like right from the jump. And all of his movies, oh man. It's gosh. just absolutely like he's got something magical, something special. Absolutely. So uh, Kiki arrives home through the stunning gardens. Mm. You know, and now let's just preface this by saying <laughs> this is a cartoon, which we know I'm typically not a fan of. Yeah. So I mean, it looked like real life. Right. Um, to her little ivy covered cottage. Oh my oh God, I want to live God. there. After it's my dream. Yes. She peers into the greenhouse. Also oh my, my dream with all the plants growing everywhere, as Cute. well as like drying from the rafters. Literally. Oh my God. It's just <laughs> me in a nutshell. When he- my friends used to come over when mm-hmm. I was in high school, Laura would have her herbs drying, like hanging <laughs> like that. And they'd be like, is that weed? And I was like, no, nope. nope. it's like rosemary. That's You're fine. <laughs> Uh, Kiki calls out for her mom and she notices the neighbor, Miss Dora, sitting at the table. Mama, oh, hello, she says. Okay. Yes. Uh, she can't contain her excitement, though, because she wants to tell her mom that it's going to be a beautiful, clear night with a full moon. Oh, fun. Mom is whipping up a potion. She is clearly an herbalist and I love it. So this is why people wanted you to yes. watch it. Oh, oh my gosh. It's so fun. Uh, Kiki says she has decided to leave tonight. Oh, where are you going, Kiki? All right. When Miss Dora asks what the excitement is all about, Kiki's mother explains that it is one of their old customs that at 13, a witch leaves home for a year of training. Oh my God, why am I going to cry? I know. As Kiki rushes off to pack, her talking cat Gigi is acting as the voice of reason. So she's excited. She is leave. so she's excited. Like, she's like, I want out because she's supposed to leave later. She's like, I'm going I'm now. Going now. Okay. It's a clear night. Uh, you know, mom is worried <laughs> that Kiki doesn't know enough to be leaving quite so early. Oh no. But they agree to support Kiki's decision. Dad is pretty sad because they were going to go on a camping trip. Okay, well, what the fuck? But they're like... We support you, dear. You right? see how easy that is? There you go. You see how easy that is? <laughs> Everyone <some>. take fucking <laughs> notes. Okay. As Kiki's mom fits her into her black dress, Kiki wishes it were another color. She doesn't like black. No, but okay. mom explains that witches have always worn black. Get with it, Kiki. Kiki replies, black cat, black clothes. I mean, yeah, what's what's wrong you with the Keeks? No, nothing. <laughs> um, mother replies, the color is not important and what matters is the heart inside of it. Just follow your heart and keep smiling, Kiki. That's what we always say. Right? Um, <laughs> keep going. Keep, keep smiling. <laughs> the town gathers around Kiki's house to see her off for her midnight run, showing us that witches are accepted. Oh, here, nice. Right? Okay. Uh, Kiki has made herself a new broom. But mother is worried it is too small and asks Kiki to take hers because it never loses its way in a storm. Oh my God. With I just am like imagining October leaving home at the, oh my gosh. And I am at the age of 13. Oh my gosh. At yeah. any age. No. I'm devastated. <laughs> I'm devastated. <laughs> it's the Waltons in this house. Uh, with broom in hand, Kiki and Gigi set off to find a new town. Okay. She's hoping for one by the ocean. Oh. She has a bumpy takeoff, which seems to be pretty standard for her. Oh, is she a little? Yeah. She like bounces off the trees. She's and a little klutzy. Little, you know, she, she doesn't have is a she she legs about her. Lando. <laughs> is she? <you? laughs> 
Probably. Are you Kiki? <laughs> My daddy didn't call me Grace for nothing. She loves to say it. <laughs> Not long into her journey, she encounters another young witch flying high. Okay. Who has just finished her training. She's a bit full of herself. Oh. And she tells Kiki that her special skill is fortune telling. Okay. And asks Kiki, what is yours? Ew. Kiki replies, None of your I business, have, bitch. I, I haven't made up my mind yet. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah. Ew. Off mind you your go. business. My- <laughs> Kiki spots a city near the ocean and flies in to take a better look. Okay. The town doesn't know quite what to make of Kiki as they have not seen a witch there in quite some time. Oh, uh-oh. And, you know, they're hustling and bustling. They just kind of seem to pay her very little mind. Oh, you know? okay. She can yeah. get lonely. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Except for a young boy named Tombo. Okay. Who is quite impressed with her flying abilities. Well, hey. He himself is into aviation. <laughs> but Kiki tells him he is rude to speak to her without introducing himself first. Okay. I like Kiki. Right? He, te- yeah. he tells her that she is old fashioned and sounds like his grandmother. Damn. So this setting is is around the 1950s. So you would see where those. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Kinky. (laughs) Again, that's that's a different different different. story. Kiki promptly flies off on her broom. Okay. Tombo is not off to a good start. No. Plus he's dressed like Waldo. You've already lost some points. What does he have? (laughs) A striped sweater on? It's like a white white and red striped shirt and blue pants. He's just missing the hat. Okay. Get some (laughs) hat and glasses. Where's Where's Waldo? We found him. Where's (laughs) Tombo? She has a bit of a struggle finding a place to stay. Okay. And is feeling a bit lost. Hmm. Uh, But as she's walking past a bakery, the owner runs out after a patron because she had left her baby's pacifier. Oh, no. Kiki promptly offers to fly it to her on her broom. Okay. And she has made her first friend in the town. Oh, she saved the day. Okay. She did. A Sono, who is pregnant herself, offers Kiki a place to stay in exchange for help in the bakery. Fuck yeah. Nice. Smelling sweet baked goods all day. Right? Hell yeah. I know. I'm, she, I'm sure she gets the sample. Uh, <laughs> it's your dream. This is fantastic. Yeah. But Kiki will still have to figure out a way to get a paying job. Okay. Because, you know, life costs money, Lee. Oh, so this doesn't pay. <laughs> no, like she's, like, she's like letting her stay there for free. You she's know giving what? her a bed. Kiki, in this day in and return. In this day Take it. Take it. Kiki, take it. <laughs> But she still needs to like right. buy food I, and stuff I like that. You. you know what I'm I saying? You. I'd be sneaking the, the trash they're throwing out the bakery. You know, let's really make this thing work. I'm in. One cannot live on bonbons alone. I'll try. I, you sure can try. Anyway, she decides to start a business delivering goods on her broom. Oh. Kiki's delivery, delivery service. Oh, oh, I'm there. there I get you it. Go. Her first delivery proves a calamity. Oh, no. As she gets caught in the wind and loses the stuffed black cat toy that she is to deliver. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> she gets caught with the wind. No, me and you were outside yesterday. <laughs> And this just made me think of it. Laura was walking under a tree mm-hmm. in her hair. <laughs> in the branch. And, and the it branch. like jerked me back. It was I'm clueless. It was comical. It was. Like it really got Because caught. I'm so clueless. And klutzy. I know. Yeah. Just call me Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway, it's a calamity, right? Because right. she's supposed to deliver this toy black cat okay but it gets lost oh, when no. her her broom crashes right. in the woods right uh so Gigi has to pretend to be the toy 
Oh no. Until Kiki can fly back to the woods and find the real one. Oh no. That's cute though. She meets a young artist in the woods okay. named Ursula and they become fast friends. Okay. Kiki even agrees to return to model for her. Uh, oh, okay. Like, she said she's an artist. She's an like, artist. <laughs> I got lost there. Designers, <laughs> make it work. Just out of nowhere, unprompted, I'll model for you. <laughs> deliveries and meets interesting people along the way okay beginning to feel like she is fitting in a bit a persistent tombo invites kiki to a party tombo maybe change up the the attire and maybe you got shot you know <laughs> secretly he's wearing her down a little bit oh she likes yeah him. and she wants to attend cute but of course her quick delivery before the party turns to disaster oh, no. and she is stuck in a storm Oh. Exhausted and soaked, Kiki becomes ill and misses the party. <laughs> Exhausted and soaked. Yeah. Me. <laughs> On the daily. Oh, that sounded dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I take that back. You always got to take it there. <laughs> Osono steps in and secretly sends Kiki out for a delivery, which okay. happens to be for Tombow. Oh. She set the whole thing up. Okay, cute. Uh, Kiki apologized for missing the party and is... A love connect, or at least a friend connect. You know what I mean? Cute. It's a me cute. Uh, Tombo, who has been working on a flying machine, Mm -hmm. takes Tiki for a test rise. Oh right. What did I call her, Tiki? (laughs) (laughs) You know you've been doing so good too. You're around to have one bed (laughs) again. Different. I said kinky and Tiki. (laughs) Close floor. It's one could argue that that's a very simple name, Kiki. (laughs) It is pretty simple. It's pretty simple. I got the cast pretty good. (laughs) My kid gets simply Kiki. Pretty on brand for you. (laughs) Anyway, he takes Kiki for a test ride, which ends in disaster as Tombo loses control and the propeller flies off the bike. Oh my God. When Tombo tries to introduce Kiki to his friends, Mm -hmm. who come off as a little bit rich and snobby, Kiki is intimidated and huffs off she's like leave me alone yeah yeah fuck you guys eat the rich (laughs) (laughs) she falls into a depression oh that took a turn that took a turn right so serious okay well it kind of took a turn yeah Yeah, it did uh and shit hits the fan when kiki realizes that she can no longer understand Gigi. oh because her magic fading (gasps) and he sounds like any other cat now meow meow But he doesn't really have time for Kiki anyway. He is taken up with Lily, the cat next door, and he's in love. Oh, my God. Another love connection. (laughs) Gigi. Uh, (laughs) Worse yet, she discovers that she has lost her power to fly. No. What's happening? She has to halt operations at the delivery service. Well, why? Why'd she lose her powers? Things aren't looking good for Kiki. No. Until she gets a surprise visit from Ursula. (gasps) Who tells her that Can it's you model so, for me? Can you model for me? She actually does. <laughs> She's that painting a canvas. Yes. She was waiting for uh, Kiki. Uh, she tells her that it sounds like she is suffering from artist's block. Oh. And suggests that Kiki find her confidence. Okay. Uh, which see. will surely bring back her powers. Okay. I like Ursula. There you go. Yeah. yeah. When Kiki discovers a... Dirigible, dirigible. They, that's what they call it, a dirigible. And dirigible. I had to look that up. Uh, what's that? Because I'm like, is that a real thing? What is it? And it is. It means to fly or steer. Okay. It looks like a Zeppelin or a blimp. Oh, you know? I see. Okay. And, and it's crashed like the Hindenburg. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Uh, due to a strong gust of wind. Okay. Uh, which is apparently customary in midsummer. 
Oh, all right. Uh, Tombo ends up in peril, dangling from a rope in midair. Tombo. He can't hang on forever. <gasps> oh, no. Whatever we to do. Oh, my gosh. Rushing to save Her powers him. powers are going to come back. Rushing, the power of love, baby. Power, rushing to save him, knocking over a pedestrian or two. Kiki. <laughs> I love scenes in movies like that when someone's running and they push people. It gets me every time. Kiki borrows a dust pusher from a bystander. Okay. Her, she ride off. Her broom is broken. She broke hers. I've got one for you. My hands. <laughs> yeah, you could have starred in this movie. That's the broom. For sure. For sure. Or just a double. Shut the oh fuck up. I hate you. <laughs> Kiki recovers her flying power and saves Tombo. It's the power of love. Hugh it Lewis. Is. With her confidence intact, Kiki resumes business with the delivery service. Yeah. And everyone lives happily ever after. Oh, my gosh. And we know this because Kiki writes home to mom and dad oh. telling them so. Oh, my God. I don't think she's coming back home. She's like, I'm out. She's like, I'm out. I'm staying here forever. I would be crushed. I'm but <laughs> anyway, proud of you, but I'm crushed. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that is the adorable. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Oh, I can't so wait to watch cute. that one. I can't wait to watch that one. I think October will like I that. I was just going to mm-hmm. say, it sounds kind of like an October mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Aww. She's really getting her own personality and it's yeah, adorable. And she's starting to really like cats. Yes. <laughs> I've noticed yes. she's really paying attention she to cats. She does. Yeah. Adorable. All right. So here's a few fun facts. Okay. Give them to me. All right. The music. I loved it. It's so gorgeous. It just fit in. I love when that happens. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it just was like such a nice addition. It wouldn't work without. It wasn't like yeah. overpowering and it was, it was just very pretty. Yeah. Um, there were 462 colors used in the film. No shit. Yes. Oh, I that's mean, a it cool fun fact. was stunning. <gasps> it, it really was. Oh, I can't wait to see it now. Yes. Uh, during production, Miyazaki and his artist traveled to Sweden okay. to research the film. Mm. Uh, and this would uh, be the fictional city of Corico, okay. where she was, containing elements of not only Sweden, but Lisbon, Paris, San Francisco, and Milan. Okay, fun. Interesting, right? Yeah, that's cute. Uh, the dialogue in the scene where Kiki is given kohi, okay. or coffee, mm. is changed to hot chocolate in the Disney overdub because they thought it inappropriate for children to drink coffee. All right. Can but you work like-, like a dog for no pay. That's all right. No, I'm right. just kidding. The Roast. No. The American way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Coffee? No. Would you like untwist your panties? <laughs> okay. Could you imagine giving October coffee? Oh well, I God. mean, no. <laughs> Holy but shit. But I was drinking coffee at 13. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it was like you mostly were. creamer. <laughs> Bad creamer, mama. No. dash of coffee. <laughs> it was actually my grandma. Splash. Used to give oh it to me God. all the time. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. All right. Towards the end of the film, when Kiki regains her powers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gigi still does not speak to her in human words. Why? Why? Miyazaki explains that it's because they grow up, not because she has lost her power. Because they grew up. In the original book, it is explained that a witch girl and her black cat are raised together from <gasps> infancy. 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 Yes. I cannot speak. The words you're fucking up today, too, are so simple. <laughs> anyway, you know, it's always those like pearls. You're trying those to- pearls. 
<laughs> that I fuck up. I know I was about to cry over what you just said. I know. You just <laughs> let me go back. In the original book, it is explained that a witch girl and her black cat are raised together from infancy. Yes. And that is the reason they can talk to each other. No, Laura. Hey. I'm gonna cry. Do we need to get October black cat? Yes, we do. <gasps> because of their close relationship rather than magic itself. Oh, is why they can talk to each other. But then they grow up. He wanted to show that even after she regained her power, she has grown up (gasps) and did not need her other self any longer. Excuse me? Plus, Gigi and Lily get married and have kittens, supposedly. Oh my God, cute. Stop it. There's a kitten love story. I love that. (laughs) Um, That's like heartbreakingly beautiful. I know, right? I'm very upset about it. Yeah, (laughs) but it's beautiful. it's beautiful and i like i get it yeah but ow i know it's so pretty though i mean i like it (laughs) Mm. (laughs) it's a heart tugger that is a heart tugger all right so what is my lesson oh my gosh i don't know something with brooms maybe i mean there are several central themes in this movie that we've talked about we've talked about the black hat the black dress and the broom we've talked about brooms and you've talked about 13 and I have, yes. Yeah. Uh, but did you know that Japan has its own folklore when it comes to brooms? I did not, Laura. Yes. Okay. So in Japan, the common broom as we know it uh-huh. was not used simply as a household cleaning implement, Okay. but was considered holy mm. and would be used in ceremonial purification rituals. Ooh, okay. All right. Yes. Utilized in the cleansing and purifying of a space. Love and that. also to sweep away negative energy and evil spirits. Okay, yes. Much like modern day witches use brooms. Yes, okay. exactly. But when the broom became very old, mm-hmm. like more than a hundred. An ancient broom. I mean, I can't get a broom to last more than two years. They no. just don't make them like they used to. <laughs> they sure do not, Laura. <laughs> Preach. Then the broom became a perfect place for a spirit to settle into. A broom spirit? Yes. Uh-huh. Now, here comes the tongue twisters. Okay. Often becoming a yokai. Okay. Which means a monster, a ghost, or a spirit in Japanese. We've talked about that yes. before, I know, yeah. So it's used as a potent magical charm. Aww. In particular, the Tsukamagami. Nailed it. Called Hahakiagami. Nailed That's it a again. mouthful. Okay. I need Duolingo. I do. Please. <laughs> Please help. Get it to me. All right. So let me break this down. Okay. Okay. A sukugami mm-hmm. is a word used to categorize a kind of yokai. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm there. Used in Japanese folklore as early as the 10th century. Okay. And used to describe inanimate objects. So the broom. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, that who have served their owner for over a hundred years. <sighs> They then had the ability to receive a soul, come to life, and gain self-awareness. Okay, so wait a minute. Mm -hmm. The broom isn't inhabiting just any spirit. It becomes a spirit. Right. Oh my God, I love that. Isn't that cute? That's really beautiful. I did see one article that said they could be possessed by the spirit, but most of them said they become the spirit. It turns into its Mm -hmm. own. Yeah. So a hahakagami... Specifically means a spirit that resides in the broom. Okay. I okay. got it. Yep. I'm a there. broom spirit. Yes. A broom Often spirit. spotted on a windy autumn morning, feverishly sweeping away leaves. Oh, isn't there a broom in one of his, in Howl's Moving Castle? Is there? I 
Oh God, I think so. You're I going think, way back. Well, in one of his other movies, I think that a broom comes into play okay. too. Okay, so <laughs> you're like, okay, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Let me continue. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the hakagami uh-huh. also aids in assisting those who are pregnant in a quick and safe childbirth. Aww. Since the broom was which ritually used to sweep out bad energy. The Hakagami acts as a totem spirit, sweeping the baby out from Aww, its mother safely. Safely. Oh, ow. Cute, right? Oh, I really like that. Yeah. Yes, but look out. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, because if you're the type of person oh, who shit. likes to visit and does not know when to leave, <gasps> the Hakagami is also used, <laughs> you to- <laughs> it is used to sweep away guests who overstay their welcome. Yo, I need some of those. I mean, maybe you have a mother-in-law who that's overstayed her welcome. Jake. <laughs> fuck out get yourself a haha kagami and that the problem is, is solved so funny oh i like that yeah. though that's and so neat. that's japanese broom spirits in a nutshell oh i like that that's cute that's a very cute i one. probably butchered those names but she tried her best i did everyone. i tried my best um i really liked that japanese mythology is it's beautiful. very beautiful mm-hmm. very beautiful yeah. yeah every time we've talked about it it's yeah. just I have I think a there's deep appreciation. Like a big part of it that is beautiful, and then I think there's oh, some gets very scary. really scary parts. But I think yeah. that that's like there, that's, there's that's beauty in that. Correct. Yeah. I think that you know it's honest. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. like showing every. I don't know. Facet. Not, not everything is good and dandy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dark Despite, old friend. Oh, my gosh. Um, I really liked that. That was cute. That was the perfect lesson for that movie, too. Yes. And I didn't even see the movie. Oh, it's so cute. I cannot wait to go and watch it. Yeah. After you explained yep. it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Aww. I think you'll like it, and I think October will I like it. I can't wait to put it on for her, and she loves music. Oh and so gosh. I know she'll be like, she'll perk up when she hears the music in every single one of his movies that I've yeah. seen is just, it's a character in and yeah. of itself. Yeah. She's been trying to sing lately. So yeah, October <laughs> thinks she can sing. She'll go, ah, and just kind of like scream. But like Jake says, she's kind of like on tune. <laughs> I think we have a musical child prodigy. Oh my God. Oh my God. Get out the musical instruments. Oh dude, I should. And I know she likes to tap on she things. I'm like, does. are you going to be a drummer? Oh my Ooh. goodness. It's so fun ta, to like. T-T-Ta. I myself have taken drum lessons. <laughs> you have. As we've discussed. <laughs> it's so fun on a different note to like see little things that she's mm-hmm. starting to be interested yeah. in. You're like, Ooh, maybe she'll be into that. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. It's just a cool part of parenthood. We know nature is one of them. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. She's, that's why I think she'll really like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, pretty much this, any studio Ghibli yeah. movie because mm-hmm. they're all like so naturey yeah. and that music and is there. So, oh, my oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. Yeah. Laura, thanks for sharing. You I bet. really see why people wanted you to do that yeah. one. That was Absolutely. a Laura movie. Yeah. Two seconds in, I'm like, yeah. This is I a lore movie. Mm-hmm, oh for my gosh, sure. cute. You could be Kiki for Halloween. <gasps> and October could oh be gosh. the cat. Or the broom. No, I'm just kidding. I'm no, the, no, no, that's you. I was going to say, we have that covered. All I have to do is lay down. <laughs> and again, my hair, it's there. Don't need to do anything. Oh my gosh. I don't know what's with the fucking humidity. I am totally Monica and friends when she goes to the beach and her hair just like keeps getting bigger. I don't know what the fuck. Send help. Send help. <laughs> Hey, that oh, was a good episode. That was good. I really liked that. I did too. I am getting the, yours felt more like fall. Mm-hmm. Like we're starting to get into fall and mine's getting spooky. Ooh, yeah. We've got some cool spooky season things lined we up do. for you. We're excited to share. All right, Absolutely. everyone, uh, go celebrate the beginning of September. All right. We'll catch you next week. We'll talk to you then. TTFN. <laughs> Why did I say <laughs> the end? <laughs>
the, the, the southern draw is back. <laughs> but not really. So I'll see you later. <laughs> oh my. Okay, bye. <laughs> TTFN. <laughs> Got to print check the gate. Moving on.